I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. Brent, thank you so much for joining us. I have Brent Uberty, and he is the owner of BW Productions LLC in Salt Lake City. And Brent, we're excited to find out about your business. And also, I can't wait for you to share with our audience what your experience was with uh, Cheryl Sandberg with Facebook. I mean, that is so cool that you were selected to be one of the businesses to talk to her. And uh, we'd love some takeaways from a business owner's standpoint. And maybe what are the things that you heard from her yesterday in the interview that you were in with her? Um, or panel that you were in with her that you'll want to share with people starting their own business? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to to share my experience with Cheryl and also talk a little bit about small business. Small business is the backbone of our community here in Salt Lake, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and and, uh, thank you so much for the recognition, and it really should go to uh, Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake, who underwrite this program, and they started this last May, and they did it because of what they were witnessing from a small business standpoint and how we were just, our businesses were just so stressed and people were going through such challenging times. And so this is what you would call non-traditional marketing for them, but they stepped out of that and they wanted to support our small business community. So the hat goes off to them. So Brent, it's a pleasure to have you. And and I also understand that you were, uh, you had Teresa Foxley and she's the president of uh, EDCU and that they were the ones that brought Cheryl in. So share with us what your takeaways was Brent? I I really can't wait to hear this. Yeah, so um, we there was my, myself and six other business owners got to be a part of a very intimate town hall with Cheryl Sandberg, and uh, large in part due to the Salt Lake Chamber. And one of the the great things that Cheryl asked all of us in the panel was, what we're doing and how we're doing after the pandemic, because obviously the pandemic has greatly affected all of us. And it, it changed the way businesses will always will operate forever. So Cheryl talked to each of us about things that Facebook is doing to help small business. And then also talked to just in general how small businesses are adapting to survive in this current um, post-COVID, I guess I should say in COVID um, workforce and um, world that we're all living in. Well, you know what? You hit the nail on the head, Brent. I really appreciate you bringing up the skill, and it's a learned skill of adaptation. Adaptation is critically important for human beings, period. 
And for, I mean, for all of us, no matter what's going on. And I think that we were really tapped, our adaptation was really tapped to be able to, to um, the big word that's being used a lot is pivot, but pivot or shift or do whatever we need to do to survive, not only just with our own families and our own selves and our jobs and everything else, but, uh, you know, being able to start a business and grow it. And what's crazy about that, Brent, and I think Cheryl touched on this, are we had businesses that actually started in the middle of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, pivot was that word we, we hear constantly. Um, I heard a word uh, when we were on that town hall from another one of um, my fellow small business owners that I really liked instead of pivot, and it was pirouette. Um, I thought it was a really interesting take on um, the word pivot and how we've been using that. But I, I, I think I'm going to start using the word pirouette because it's a, it's a little bit more finesse to what really has been going on. Yeah, I like that. You know, it just it gives you a beautiful image. I think that's really smart. What have you done yeah. differently because of uh, COVID? Yeah, well, COVID just changed my business um, drastically, and I think for the better, um, to be honest. So pre-COVID, uh, let me just give you a brief rundown on on us. So um, I founded the company in 2013, and for, for many years, it was just myself. I was served as a freelance photographer and videographer, and I saw that there was a need to tell creative stories in a business and organization environment. There's a lot of people out there that are wedding photographers, wedding videographers, or there's filmmakers. And the world that is business and nonprofits is a little bit different than both of those. And no one was doing just that. So I decided to jump in and work just in that nonprofit and business world. And all of our clients and customers are in the B2B market. So we don't shoot weddings. We don't shoot um, films. And that's kind of what has made us different from other other people here in Utah. So pre-COVID, um, we were growing. We were, on, we were on track to have the best year we've ever had in 2020. Um, in 2017, I made the shift from myself and just me to having a team. I realized as creatives, we – get caught in the differences between the left brain and the right brain. Um, and we get stuck in this, this cycle where we go and we pitch a bunch of work, then we do, do all the creative work, and then we deliver all the creative work, and we haven't done any of the additional business work to get more creative work. And it's kind of a vicious cycle. And there's also this um, when, when you're a freelancer, you're on your you're on your own. You don't get the traditional community and camaraderie that you would get if you were working a traditional business. And that was something I really missed. I really liked being around people. I really liked having a community. So in 2017, I decided to change my business model, and I started bringing on other freelancers to help me with projects. And I stepped out of a lot of the, the day-to-day creative roles. So what the model that we have now is I, I help run our business uh, and marketing and our large-scale creative direction. And then I'm surrounded by a team of incredible creative professionals that can help create content and work with our clients and really, honestly, provide a better service than I was able to do by myself. So uh, 2020 was on track to be our best year ever. We were growing like crazy. Um, I had 10 or 12 freelancers working with me every day, and it was just so great to see all that um, growth. And then the pandemic hit. Within 48 hours, we had about $80,000 in projects be canceled, pushed off, or just go dark on us. And that was a huge hit. We didn't know what to do. 
fortunately, at the time, I was the only employee. So I was able to um, get a PPP loan to help keep the doors open and um, keep myself from um, going unemployed. And we didn't do anything for two months because our business is really something that you can't do remotely. You have to be in person to film people. And that was a big shift for us. So I spent two months at home. I, went, I, I started making sourdough bread, and that was something that kept me gone, kept me sane during the pandemic. So I made bread for our clients, my friends and family. And then about after about two months, we realized, I realized I can't just keep sitting at home. I need to do something. I'm going crazy here. So we started reaching out to other local small businesses that have been impacted, and we started offering free or really deeply discounted services to help them survive as well. So we got to work with a couple of different fitness studios and a couple of other organizations to create content to help them keep their doors open and adapt. And going back to our, our comment about pivoting, everyone was trying to figure out how do we pivot? What do we change? What do we do differently? We really wanted to step up and help other companies figure out how, what we could do. How is that working for you now? I mean, if you offered your services, which I think is so generous and gracious of you, for free, if you offer them for free, which makes sense, it kept you busy, it kept you your skill honed, um, how are you able to now either go back to those clients who you were so generous with and say, you know, we still wanted to work with you? And, and um, I mean, how do you get back into charging again? It was a, it was a unique situation, right? So... A lot of what we did is um, we just built those relationships. Uh, I think one of the most important things in business is relationship building, and I've really built my entire business on relationships. Um, I, I really value the friendships uh, that I've made with my clients and with my um, my network. And with with that, as we were starting to open up again, people understood that we were just trying to help everybody survive during the pandemic and that we have to, we have to keep our doors open as well. So having that conversation about having to charge for, for work again, really wasn't that hard. It did change my mindset on just overall though. We didn't do a lot of pro bono work. Um, we constantly were getting asked, Hey, we have this, the scaler, this fundraiser, can you offer your services for free? And it's hard to, hard to do that because we're a business too. We're trying to stay open. Sure. We're trying to keep um, our, our, our freelancers and our employees um, paid. So what we did every year is we sponsored um, an event with the Utah Nonprofit Association. And that was kind of our catch-all of, okay, we've done, we've helped all the nonprofits by helping the Utah Nonprofit Association. Um, so we've kind of checked that box. Yeah, that makes so sense. post 2020, we, I've ch- kind of changed my mindset on that. Um, so we've had some huge shifts within 2020. Um, we actually have hired five full-time employees, um, and then we have an additional five part-time employees. What I realized was I couldn't take care of my I couldn't give them a PPP loan. I couldn't keep paying their salaries because they just were a contract worker for me. They were living in a good economy. That really left an impact on me. I didn't like that. I wanted to be able to help provide for all the people that have helped us grow as a company and have, and have really relied on them for their employment. So I made that shift over to a, an employee and employer model and kind of one of the best things I've ever done for my business. Hey, Brent, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. I have Brent Uberty with me, and he's with BW Productions. We'll be right back. 
If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.